no soy morena, soy negra, apréndetelo, no te equivoques conmigo. Recuérdalo, oye, racista, ignorante, azul, velo, vas a tener que aguantarme. Si vuelvo a nacer, my blackness is tied into my, 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 my identity is tied into my racial component significantly more than it is my ethnic one. Like, I feel more detached from my ethnic self than I do from my racial self. Then I, I feel more connected. So like, which is why- Ever got Ifuna? Yeah. I mean, but that's just me. I think a lot of Garifunas will tie into like their ethnic self, but even that is an extension of their black selves. Whereas for example, if I was Chigana, maybe, I think I would be maybe as tied into my ethnic self. Mm -hmm. Right? Like it's like you lead with that. For example, like if I am Jamaican, Mm -hmm. Right? How people like, I'm Jamaican, like, you know, like, they're like, in that mm -hmm. space. I think that a lot of countries, like, you don't have to be, that's just me. Because mm -hmm. I agree with you. But there are some places that are tied into their ethnic self more than their racial self. That's what I mean. That's what I mean, like, because, like, I always say people, people do this Latino thing as if we're a big beige, yeah. undescript bubble. Your blackness, your, your racial identity, not being tied to your eth ethnic identity. Yeah. But aren't they tied? And that's the question. I, I think for some, maybe not everybody. Because you know how some people are like, my black side and my Latino side, and I'm like, yeah. I don't know what you're right, talking right, about. Right, right, right. <laughs> I, I don't know what that means. I don't know what a black side is, and I don't know what a Latino side is, if we're talking about the actual black Latinos that we're talking about. Yeah. Instead of, you know, the... I have one African-American parent, and I have one Colombian yes. parent that's white or mestizo, and therefore I'm Afro-Latino. It's like, no, you're not. But, um... Yeah. But you're Afro and Latino. Right. <laughs> and probably you may have the Afro and the Latino, but we're not sure. But that's not your experience. So right. So this is something else. And so I think that there's a space where you can certainly, like, lead with that. Right? And I put in that different people from different spaces are whether and like how com how close you are to that is a function of a lot of different things right yeah. so for example like the anti-blackness that was really uh prevalent when my mom was being raised about garifuna culture also disengaged me quite a bit mm -hmm. right because of the fact that it was like like you know it was like that how that lady was talking about Colón. Yeah, was probably how like the more you know you wanted to dis distance yourself. Themselves. Right. But I have a question for you because a lot of well, some not even the people that I've come in contact with have said they're not on board with this Afro Latino thing. Yeah, they're not they're Afro Latino. Like, I'm yeah, I'm not even, yeah. and that's what it is. Yeah. And if you need to put another category, that's great. Right. But yeah. we're not Afro Latino. Yeah. And I don't, I don't, I, I, I agree with that too. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that people, again, it's like the identity piece of like, people should be able to, I mean, and I think that that's not entirely correct either because of the fact that most people speak Spanish. Most right? Garifunas Most Garifunas speak Spanish. Mm -hmm. Like, I think very, like. Now, that's another thing. Right. That's so, another thing because there's some Garifuna in the Bronx who may not speak Spanish or Garifuna. Right. And that's even a question of language again, right? Because when people be like, I'm Afro-Latina or I'm Latina, but I don't speak Spanish. Like, at what point do you, what is the, what are the, to me, that feels disingenuous too, but I get that people should, again, be, you know what I mean? Assimilation and all of that. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And so, like, the reasons why you might be like, 
Like, for example, if Sen was to be like, I'm Afro-Latino. And Sen is your son. Right, and Sen is my son. I speak Spanish. I consider myself a black woman. I would kind of, I would question that because I would be like... Wait, if he says what? If he was like, I'm Afro-Latino. Like, he is, but the function of his life has such little to do from a day-to-day basis with, like, Latinidad that it's like, that would, that would also feel disingenuous. Even though I know that he would be... He would by 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 who he is by mm-hmm. biology. Mm-hmm. Yes, right. Because he has. Let's break it down. Sen is Evelyn's son. Right. Evelyn, reminder is from Guatemala. Mm-hmm. She's a Garifuna woman, Correct. proud black woman from from Brooklyn. Right. Currently living in the Bronx. Right. And your son's father is. Is he's American? He's, he's Afro. Was born. He's Afro. He's a U.S. born mm-hmm. Afro North American. Mm-hmm. And so, in, in this case, Sen doesn't speak Spanish. Mm-hmm. He grew up in the Bronx, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. He grew up in the Bronx. Have you discussed that piece of identity with him before? Slightly. Like, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. it's just, it's something that has come up, especially now that he's away at school. However, let's say Gibran. Mm-hmm. If he described, if he self-described as Afro-Latino, nobody would have uh-huh. a bad eyelash. And Gibran is um, Jambiem's yeah. also beautiful son. Yes. And his mother is Panamanian, and his father is Dominican, both right. of them are black and proud, right. yeah. and they engage, well, he's bilingual as well. Right. That's another piece. Yes, he's bilingual. In English and Spanish. Exactly. Hmm. So that, you know, but those, and so is language mm-hmm. the entry point? We don't know, right? Or mm-hmm. is, like, what is the entry point? And also, I mean, I think that... What is, is the entry point? What is That's the entry a, point is yeah. a question, it's a question, it's a question. Also, for parents, because me, what I'm thinking now is listening to us have this have this dialogue. It's like, what? For example, if parents are starting to really shift their ideology, and they're like, okay, I've decided that I want to do X, Y, Z, right? Or this is the way that I see myself, and I want to um, bring in my community, right? Mm-hmm. What are some step? What are the what are the markers, right? That they would need to be able to like hit, and is it at any point just too late? Uh huh. Right? Can you? Because the too late part, um, the too late part for me is interesting. They said that I had no interest in speaking Spanish when they when they um spoke to me in Spanish. I answered in English, mm-hmm. and it actually disheartened them. They were a little bit disappointed in that because they were like, oh, you want to be Miss Yankee, Miss America, Miss USA. And, you know, I was five, five, six years old. What, what did I know? Um, I just knew that everybody around me was speaking English because I was in Brooklyn, Little Caribbean. Right. So in my case, I um, lost a lot of my Spanish before I even had it, mm-hmm. so to speak. Mm-hmm. But I, always, I was always the one... Who, who spoke some Spanish. So I was always the interpreter for the new Spanish-speaking people, etc. Although none of the Latin American students engaged me, which I was fine yeah. with because I didn't care. Um, but I learned to be fluent in Spanish later as an adult. Mm. And, it, and it, was, it was need, yes, my partner doesn't speak any, any English, but all of the older people in my family mm-hmm. speak English. Mm. So I didn't have a need. Everyone yeah. in my family, or rather... People 40 and up are bilingual, mm-hmm. period. Yeah. And so, I don't know if it's late or not, but I guess if you have a lifelong engagement with certain as- certain intersections or identities, mm-hmm. the fact that I can't get over that some people 
refer to themselves as Latin. <laughs> like people do that. <laughs> like, like I'm Latin. Like how do you <laughs> like I know in popular media and stereotypes the Latin lover, right? But right. when have you know Anglo media ever gotten it right? So I don't really pay much attention to that. But when Latin American people or rather people from people with descendancy from Latin America refer to themselves as Latin, that's really fascinating to me. Yes. Yeah. And it just feels plain up wrong. Right? Like, I think that that's the other side, too. And it's just like, you're giving them the side eye, like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Like, that's one, the term Spanish, if we're talking about someone who is right. not from Spain. I mean, that's a, what is, what is, what, that's like a regional colloquialism for yeah. the Northeast, like New York, you know, you Spanish. And we understand that, but... We're in a space. We we know what they mean when they say, oh, you Spanish, right? Right. But I don't want you to say that. I want you yes. to say the right thing. Yes. Yes. Because, <laughs> yes. you know, we all grew up saying that. Myself, you know, yeah. I used to refer to myself as that. Not not as much as people would think. Yeah. Um, And it wasn't me saying it. It was always someone else saying it and me just, like, going along with it. But I have never, like, referred to myself outright as a Spanish person. Yeah, that should be Oh, you Spanish. I'd be like, no, I'm not from Spain. Mm-hmm. And I know lots of people that I probably responded that way to were probably like, bitch, you know, like, yeah. But that was the only way that I could be like, get it right. Like, yeah. you know, I'm not from Spain. I'm not, I'm Spanish speaking. Yeah, a Spanish speaker. But, but that is too, too very different. But that's things. too broad, right? Yeah. And so it's also the idea that like, you don't always want to have to be that person that is explaining yourself. I ain't got time to let you know that my parents from Guatemala, I was raised in Brooklyn, like, and uh-huh. that's why I speak Spanish. And it also felt sometimes like a just, like, people wanting justification about why you look like yourself mm-hmm. and had access to another language. Yeah. Their mind just short wires when it's a Spanish speaking person. Yeah. Like, they just don't get it. They'll accept the French speaking black, they'll accept right. the Portuguese, the Dutch, all of this. Soon as it's Spanish, it's like, wait, hold on. <laughs> yeah. You know, you, like you see that the mind is going, going, and it's like, what is so hard? Here? I guess because of the associations that the, the the images that are pervasive about who Spanish speakers are, and that speaks to the ongoing anti-blackness. That is, it, is, is it just simply anti-blackness when it comes to the Spanish language? I mean, no, I don't think that it's simply anti-blackness, but I think that it's it's differently accessed like it's anti-blackness with almost just impunity right like it's just like duh Uh right whereas i think that it feels specifically harsh right and maybe i'm i'm thinking that it feels specifically harsh because i've experienced it very harshly Uh in latin america in space in whereas in other spaces i have not experienced it harshly so like i'll go to any island in the english-speaking caribbean and they'll see my name and they'll be like, oh, Alvarez, like, that's interesting. You speak Spanish? Okay. Uh-huh. Right? It's seen as good for you. Uh-huh. Right? I go into most places in Latin America, with the exception of Cuba. I would say that Cuba stood out for me uniquely because it was the only place I've ever been in Latin America where people automatically assumed I spoke Spanish. Uh-huh. And that was a beautiful thing to experience. Uh-huh. Right? Whereas in that most, you were black, you were Cuban. Yes. Therefore, you speak Spanish. Right. They so, had a hard time believing you speak English. Yes. <laughs> 
Whereas I think that in most other spaces that I've been to in Latin America, what has been the response is, you're one of us? How? How did that happen? Really? Give me explanation. Like, so really? I would say that it hasn't been yet. I've been really, like, surprised in... in Within Latin America? Yes. We're talking about... We're not even talking about the U.S. Right. We're talking about specifically Latin America okay. when I've gone places. It's kind of like... Ah, pero tu apellido es Álvarez. And then they're like, waiting, you know, like, oh, your name, last name is Alvarez. And then they're like waiting for your, like looking in your face to kind of have you like, mm-hmm. approve, you know, kind of like, you know, affirm or yeah, deny. state the reason. Right. Mm-hmm. So that has been... Um, really, this was, for example, you've been to Colombia, right? I have not no? been to Colombia. Uh, but my uh, sister just went to Colombia and she said that it was like, she felt, I mean, of course it was where she went. Mm-hmm. So she was. She said she was really surprised by. She perceived like a high. She was like, you know, she was like, it's racist. Like yeah. there was some elements of it that really made me feel highly uncomfortable. Yeah. So for example, at one point, um, on her way back to the United States, she was. Um, she was, you know, randomly in yeah. airports, randomly yeah. selected for screening. Yeah. Her and my niece. And she said they purposely got to the airport early because yeah. they were just like, you know, let's just get this out the way. And that when they looked in the room where everybody had been, where everybody was screened. And the thing is that my sister's typically not the type of person to even like catch those types of things. Yeah. She'll catch a lot of other things, mm-hmm. but she'll be like, okay, you know, whatever. It's just like we got here early, whatever. Like she's, she's going to give people grace. And so she said that when she looked around the room as to where you know where people were were being held pre-screening said everybody was black or everybody was either black or clearly indigenous like that the other you know all of the other whiter people that were they were outside they were in, they were what able airport to, was this uh this was in Cartagena, no, right? no it was in barranquilla Barranquilla. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so... And they just finished up Carnival, Carnival with their black face. Right. Exactly. <laughs> she went specifically for Carnival with the... Right? And so she was really disappointed. Um, and she was like, I don't think I'll ever come back here. And that when... Um, when the people were, you know, rightfully filled with righteous indignation as a result of having to be pulled, and then there's no explanation, and you know, it's like the whole night. I arts. hate Colombia for that. Like, Colombia like, is oh. one of the most violent, racist places I've ever been to in my entire life. Colombia and Peru and Cuba, um, even more so than the U.S. Like, because people always bring the U.S. into it. But Colum- I hate flying into and out of Colombia because I'm always randomly selected, quote unquote. And Bogota is the worst. Because those are the, where the white supremacists live, yeah. and they always they always single me out. Always, every single last time I fly out of Latin America, every single last time I'm screened extra. But your experience with like people not believing, even in Latin America, mm-hmm. that you're of Latin America is interesting to me yeah. because I've had the opposite that they assume I'm from there. No, when I'm in again where I go, right? right. I go to these predominantly black spaces. Right. And they asked me, how did I learn English? Mm. Whereas in the States, it's opposite. Yeah. How did I learn Spanish? No. But when I'm flying out of the airports, that's mm-hmm. when they're like, wait a second. Right. Wait, you're you're from... Because again, black people in Latin America usually right. are not the right. ones traveling. And that's the whole thing, that it becomes like, I'm going to make it difficult for you because of whatever affluence you've been able to attain. Okay. Right? So it's like, I'm going to punish you in yeah. some sort of you're way. Other. You're, you're other. You're from us. Right. You must have this other exactly. form of privilege that's not native to us because how could this black girl be flying? Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the that's hurtful. And so for me, because I've been hurt in that way, 
several times i'm almost i don't know like if it's defensive right like i'm almost stealing myself for the experience that i'm like i don't want to have it but i am prepared to have it because i've never not had it mm -hmm. right of feeling almost unwelcome into the ethnic part uh-huh yeah of being right uh -huh. of, which goes back to your original point of your blackness right um trumping your ethnicity right which i agree with yeah like just period yeah i right. have more solidarity with a black person anywhere anywhere versus someone who is spanish-speaking right. who happens to be spanish-speaking yes from let's say even my country yes but they are white we we are not the same right and that's why i joke all the time i'm always like when i go anywhere i'm always like um where, do, where can i find fried fish yeah. <laughs> right because yeah. i know that where i find fried fish i will find black people mm -hmm. Right? And it's always home. And it's always, right. It's always some sort of something that looks familiar on my plate. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. somebody's mm -hmm. auntie is going to be asking me if I want extra hot sauce. The, right? the environment, the, the environment it just the, feels uh -huh. safe and uh -huh. comfortable. And that's what I'm looking for. So for me, it's like my race will trump my ethnicity. All the, every time. Every, every time. time. And that's what I need Latin Americans to understand, especially the white Latin Americans from white spaces right. who believe um that because we're all cuban because we're all colombian we are the same only in those situations where they want to eschew responsibility because yeah. at every term every facet of life you know who was from Bogota, who was from the coast who is from the low income areas who is you know every negative stereotype that that is actually rooted in anti-blackness y'all know all of that yeah you're very hip to it yeah but all of a sudden when it comes to you know when when they're on the world stage right Oh, we're all Cuban. We're all excuse right. me. When have we all been Colombian? At what point in time was that? I missed that memo when you were busy marginalizing, or rather, not busy, <laughs> not busy and marginalizing, yeah. making yourself busy marginalizing, because you create a work for yourself, right? As you marginalize other people, you could have just sat there and drank your fucking cafecito. But no, you want to put your cafe down so you can come and oppress other people just because you know that you can and that because anti-blackness is so rampant, then ain't nobody going to stop you. Uh-huh. It's normalized. It's a normal way of being. Anti-blackness right. is a normal way of being. Right. Um, and that's the whole the thing. That it's like anti-blackness is a normal way of being. So when you go into these spaces as a black person, you're just grandfathered into the normal way of being, <laughs> into the normalcy. So it's like, but I don't want to. Uh -huh. Particularly not if I'm fucking going somewhere on vacation. Bitch, I paid to be here. Treat me nice. <laughs> Right? So but not you. Right. Not you. It's right, not you. Right? <laughs> and it's happened in so many other like so many different places that it is uh Yeah, and, and that it, it that it, it becomes normal. And that part is really difficult for me. Like it, mm -hmm. it's 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 stressful for me to acknowledge that like I've probably been treated almost equally as shitty in really super white spaces. Then I have like in spaces where I would think that in some way we have something in common. Uh huh. Yeah. You know. Mm -hmm. And I'm just so that's why I see it as almost like you said violent, and I equate anybody who is non-black, mm -hmm. right? Not equate, but like I put them in the same category of my interaction with them, right? Where it's like if you ain't black, I don't trust you. Uh huh. And it's right? not safe. And it's not safe for me. And I. And that's unfortunate. You yeah. know, I think that that's unfortunate. That's one of the things that make me feel alienated from feeling like when people are like, oh, you just, you know, you're you're Spanish like us. No, yeah, no, no, no. no. I, it, a, I'm not Spanish, right? Because language matters. Mm -hmm. But then B, it's like, 
Nah, yeah, this is not reality, and you know it. And stop lying, right? Um, I was laughing because I saw an article the other week about how the Cuban migrants on the Mexican border, uh, they're not getting along with the Central Americans. Like they don't like the food. They're complaining all the time, and I'm laughing as I'm sending this to my other Panamanian and uh, Garifuna friends. And I'm like, this is why this Latino, because I spell Latino L-U-H-T-E-E-N-O, because I don't know what Latino that is, but this idea that we're all united under this vague Latino flag, again, I don't know where that flag is. Right, no. A Caribbean Latin American has nothing in common with a Central American. And I say that broadly, with stipulations, obviously. Unless they're Panamanian, which Panama has a very has very unique cultural influences mm-hmm. that come from the Caribbean. Also, if you're black, because <laughs> yeah. that's a whole different thing. Because we're talking about region, region, and then we're talking about race. But the Caribbean, specifically, you know, we're talking about Spanish-speaking Caribbean, is very Africanized. More often than not, white or black or mulatto or anything in between, Caribbean Latin American. It's it's different things. Mm-hmm. And so I was cracking up again, you know, obviously because my husband's Cuban and I know how they are. <laughs> dot, 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 asterisk. And, and I was laughing because I remember when I was traveling throughout Honduras and Nicaragua, I struggled myself. <laughs> and I'm Central American. Mm-hmm. But again, I have Caribbean roots. And so I was struggling a lot with the food. You know, and I did go to Garifuna Spaces, which I was, you know, obviously I fit right in. Yeah. And this is home. And you're like, but okay, this coconut, this fish looks exactly. familiar. Right. And within the same country, even right. though uh, Garifuna people are Central American. Yeah. Again, this um, this eth- ethnic tie that people keep imagining is there. Ain't always there. Yeah. Because a Garifuna person definitely wouldn't have a lot in common with a Cuban person. You know, Absolutely. like there's a lot of affinity points there and there's also um i think that for lots of people black people that come from for example um honduras or guatemala from my experience i think that there's a coolness associated with being a caribbean Mm -hmm. spanish speaker Mm -hmm. right so black cool so black cool yes so that's cool that's what that is and so like that is also a thing. For example, when um, my mom used to talk about how one of my uncles was a merchant marine. Mm-hmm. And he used to travel all over, you know, the, like all over Latin America. And he spent a lot of time in Cuba. Mm-hmm. So he would always bring back all the records. And when my mom was like a teenager, like that was the thing. Like her house became the hot spot mm-hmm. because every time that her brother-in-law would come from like a trip, he would have all the records and they would have like these parties. So I imagine it to be like how when you watch these little like uh, Sally Field movies in the 50s and 60s, mm-hmm. right? With all the white kids dancing. But it was all of the black kids dancing in my mom's, um, you know, in my like in my grandparents' living room. Mm-hmm. So like all of them, all of the music from cuba mm-hmm. and so like they saw themselves as black people mm-hmm. in unique ways that they would they didn't have access to and that they had already um normalized mm-hmm. that okay anti-blackness is like a normal thing right um and so how powerful that was for them so they often saw the you know caribbean spanish speakers as like being oh wow like they're cool they get to experience their blackness in a different way mm-hmm. they get to have all of these access points to 
to being cool, to being artists, to being all this stuff mm-hmm. in a way that we don't have access to here. Whereas yeah. I don't, in, in like, at least in Guatemala, in mm-hmm. my mom's town for sure, even though my mom's, and I, I would say that probably for the rest of the country, because my mom's town was one of the more diverse Mm-hmm. Meaning that you know there were lot there were black people who had businesses. There were you know like there was just diversity in terms of economic diversity for black people and people diversity. Mm-hmm. Um, there were indigenous folks. There were white folks. There were like you know different people in and the this town. town was it's Puerto Barrios. So it's part of the right. It's part of the department of Isabel. But the, that department is kind of split into two parts. So there's Puerto Barrios and there's Livingston. Mm-hmm. And so Livingston. Um, it's pretty much all black people. Not anymore because of gentrification. Yeah. But um, at the time, Livingston was also like considered like it's it's it was geographically and um, other types of remote. So not only was it geographically physically removed from the rest of the country, like there is no even now there's I think there's like a, a road. But back then, mm-hmm. there was no road. Like, literally, yeah. the only way to get to Livingston was to take a boat. Yeah. So you Which have is to, the case with a lot of our regions, yes. black regions in yes. America. So it's like, that's another so thing, right? cut off. Right. And so I think that it, it's, which at the time certainly felt like hardship, mm-hmm. right? Because of the fact that people want access, right? Like, just thinking about how difficult it is to bring things over, right? Mm-hmm. You actually have to have access to create access like yeah you have to rent a boat mm-hmm. to be able to bring a tv yeah right to this product this, this right. product <laughs>